if you persist and learn how to spar with adversity without embracing it, you are going to win out and come out at the other end. That's one guarantee I want to give to you. And the kind of beautiful world that you dream about, you have the power to create it. Charles, all the way from London. Man, <laughs> awesome to be here, Chris. Awesome to have you. Excited to uh, hear a little bit more about your story. We could probably talk for hours and days and weeks, but we only have a short period of time today, and we'll get you back on to, to expand on it. But like to have you share your story with our audience, tell everybody a little bit more about yourself, yeah. starting with uh, you know where you grew up. Yes, yes, yes. You know, I was born in um, Nigeria. And I spent the first 19 years of my life in Nigeria, then moved over to the UK for expanded studies. And as they say, I never went back. So now I'm a fully fledged British citizen now for over 30 years and building my whole life and of my beautiful community in the United Kingdom. Awesome. So what hobbies do you have growing up? For me, hobbies really was weightlifting, believe it or not. It was a real hobby for me, weightlifting and then a lot of reading. Mm -hmm. I used to read in those days uh, Ebony magazines. I don't know if you remember those. You know, it used to show me how powerful I could become, you know, because my dad was in the military, so we traveled quite a lot. You know, and I used to travel just with the magazines and then obviously the comics. I had boxes and boxes of comics. So hobby for me was a lot of reading, mm -hmm. you know, pronunciations, words, stories of successful people, even mm -hmm. at the age of 10, 12, 14. Mm -hmm. I'd always been inspired by successful people. So weightlifting and a bit of football, those I think were my key hobbies growing up. So 19, you go to the UK, yeah. and tell us about that, how that was just a, a big change. Well, because we, my family traveled quite a lot, so it wasn't really um, a huge surprise for me. I'd been, my cousins, my friends, a lot of them lived in the U.S., a lot of them lived in England and, uh, you know, Australia and different parts of the world. So I was used to relating, com you know, communicating with them. And also a lot of the things I used to read in those days showed me the kind of culture in the UK specifically, you know, how the winter seasons were, the summer seasons, so on and so forth. So when I came to the UK, it wasn't a big surprise. I'd already traveled there a lot of times mentally. So what did you get started doing? You went to school at 19? Yes, 19. So marketing, yes, I was doing marketing studies and business studies, you know, and then of course I spent a lot of time <laughs> Very quickly, while studying, I went into sales on a part-time basis, selling Encyclopedia Britannica, hmm. okay? Um, and I remember the president then of our company was an American. So he introduced me to personal development hmm. uh, very, very early on. Um, I used to read books like James Allen's book in those days, you know, As a Man Think It, and so on and so forth. So I got indoctrinated very quickly as I was studying. I was also selling books, you know, to generate a lot of cash flow. And I was able to generate a lot of cash flow quite early. I was pretty good at selling, you know. So from there, I moved on to selling uh, uh, computers and photocopiers, which were highly paid in those days. 
And from there, I moved on to setting up my own business. And I left school. I actually left, you know, left school, went full-time into being an entrepreneur very, very early. So 22, 23, 24, I was already commanding very large incomes. Let's start with personal development. Yeah. For the people that are watching this, and most people, I'm sure 99% that are watching this, know what being, an, uh, being uh, involved in personal development, the importance of it. But what could, what could you say how that's changed your life? Well, I think the first thing that I discovered through personal development was the fact that when you are quote unquote failing, personal development taught you that you were getting closer to your greatest success. And that was a huge shift in paradigm for me. It was so beautiful in terms of the reframing that you could take something that was going, that was not going too well and you were telling me if I continued it was bringing me closer to success. And of course, I grew up in a Christian home. So from the perspective of uh, Christianity, I understood a lot about success from God's perspective. So success wasn't uh, kind of a new thing and personal development wasn't kind of a new thing for me. The only thing I didn't appreciate too much about the personal development was that um, a lot of the people who I was listening to didn't like mentioning God, mm-hmm. all right? They want to tell me about infinite intelligence, the, the universal subconscious mind, but it just won't mention God. Mm-hmm. So that was the only thing I had against a lot of the personal development instructors and teachers, which I'm changing today mm-hmm. from my, my mm-hmm. messages. I mean, you can pick that up right now. So um, I think everybody needs personal development because it teaches you the power of communicating, it teaches you how to handle and deal with human beings in their personal relationships, which is so critical. Personal development, of course, teaches you how to comport yourself, okay, uh, confidence, how to think success. Uh, I cannot encourage people enough to get started on their personal development journey because I know it will transform their lives. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. One of the thing, most important things that it teaches you take responsibility for your own life no question absolutely so no question uh, getting started in sales talk about you know, what advice you have for a brand new uh, salesperson anybody selling anything what advice do you have for someone say they just got started yesterday you know Jim the immortal Jim Rohn left us with a very powerful advice and that advice which I never forgot he said you must make up in numbers what you lack in skill mm-hmm. So somebody starting yesterday, uh, the first thing I want to advise somebody like that is to immerse themselves fully in the process to understand what the fundamentals are regarding the role, the job, the product, the services of the company that they are working or engaged with. They need to do as best they can to understand it and to believe in the process, believe in the company that they are working for, believe in the services of the products that they are marketing or selling, and most importantly, they have to believe in themselves. If they do not believe in themselves, it's not gonna be possible for them to have any measure of success. So for somebody starting yesterday, get yourself immersed in what the fundamentals are, i.e. the company you're with, believe in them, so you don't have doubts. Number two, understand the services and the product, study it and understand what it's all about. And I also say, try and understand the industry you're involved with. And the reason for that is later on, you're gonna find it quite 
critical in terms of your confidence levels being properly entrenched in your business or your work? Absolutely. So talk about some of the, as an entrepreneur, some of the uh, tough experiences that you'd want to share. Right. Uh, Chris, as you know, you and I have been buddies for many, many years. Um, I have what I consider, I failed a lot in life. But I believe if I did not fail, I would not be sitting in front of you today. My failures have been the most powerful things ever mm -hmm. to happen to me. Uh, I was made bankrupt at the age of 27 because I lost a particular business and I signed some promissory notes, some guarantees. And one of those people was actually American Express <laughs> that took me to court. They said I used their charge cards like a credit card funding mm -hmm. my business. Uh, but fortunately, after five weeks, that bankruptcy was annulled and the judge freed me and said, you know what, uh, this is not fair on you. You know, so I've seen a lot of uh, failures and I've lost three different companies. Uh, but through those experiences, I was able to see what I was doing wrong and what I got wrong. And if it wasn't for those failures, what I call failing forward experiences or uh, opportunities that were not realized the way I wanted them to, real, uh, to be realized, but it also brought me closer to the essence of who I really was because I was able to go through deep uh, process of um, uh, what I call analysis, analyzing introspectively what it is I could have done better and what I did wrong. The experiences also taught me some of the most powerful lessons which guides my life today. I would have, you know, to be absolutely honest with you, I'm so glad those things happened to me, Chris, because it pushed me closer and closer to God, number one, because I had to go to him to seek uh, for answers. The second thing it did, it introduced me into the reason for my being, my reason d'etre, why I was put on earth, mm -hmm. all right? And since then, I'm glad to say we've experienced tremendous success since then. Philly has been a thing of the past. Uh, for many, many, many years now. We are enjoying real success now, thankfully. Mm -hmm. Well, you've impacted thousands, hundreds of thousands, possibly even millions, and if not millions, soon it'll be millions of people. Let's talk about motivational speaking, and then after that, I'd love to get into uh, coaching people to be more productive, because they're yeah. two different things, but two yeah. things that you know, you're one of the best at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, if I'm being honest, I think um, I discovered my gift for speaking while building my network marketing business. I was successful extremely at building this type of business because of people-driven business, and I'm a very big people person. Uh, I was able to build teams in excess of 40,000 people in my organization over some years mm -hmm. and in various cultures around the world. So I travel 10 days every month to different parts of the world helping my troops to lead and to succeed. So when I left active building uh, 2001, the next natural progression for me was to go into speaking and training. So I trained myself and became uh, certified as a professional speaker and a coach, but an executive coach. Mm -hmm. All right, and then I naturally found myself in this amazing world of speaking. But before that, when I lost my last business in the year 2000, 
I went into the city of London, because it's a big difference, the city, you know, the, the city of London, one square mile uh, of London, and became a consultant, but consultant to senior executives, which means I had to help them with their career management, their career success, how to interview for success, how to network, because most of the roles in those days, and even till this day, comes out of what is known as the unadvertised invisible market. So I had to help them to understand how to navigate that invisible market to find roles as very senior players. So they'll pay us a lot of money. They'll come to our beautiful offices and we'll provide them with like a buddy, somebody they can talk to, somebody to encourage them, somebody to guide them in their career success. Um, so I did that and after six years of doing that, I went full time into speaking and I've not looked back since, almost 17 years now. So I've been speaking full time since then. But I call myself more an inspirational speaker as opposed to a motivational speaker because I believe I provide inspiration for both uh, uh, small and large, uh, as in the most senior players in the field mm -hmm. and to virtually anybody. So it would be an insult for me to go to our senior executives and go motivate them, right. but I can inspire them. I, lo I love that. <clears throat> I can inspire motivation them. doesn't last. It doesn't last, right. as you know. It's like it's having great. a hot bath. So I'm going to throw a few different words at you and just uh, expand on some thoughts you have about them. Let's start with uh, leadership. Well, the great John Maxwell says everything rises and falls mm -hmm. on leadership. And the reason leaders have paid the big bucks is because they assume the responsibility for everybody else. Mm -hmm. So while their troops are sleeping, leaders are busy plotting and planning how to make the lives of their troops better. Mm -hmm. So life has a way of rewarding leaders for that sort of commitment. Mm -hmm. All right, so everything will rise and fall on leadership. Without leaders, nothing really happens. Like I say to people all the time, I don't like the idea where they call basic supervisory skills leadership. Mm -hmm. Leaders are rare, right? You don't find leaders everywhere. Mm -hmm. They're just like eagles, all right? You find them one at a time. And they are highly treasured and highly priced in society. So those are my thoughts regarding le um, leaders. I absolutely agree. Um, teamwork. Talk about the importance of teamwork of building any organization or any team. Yes. You know, some people find it, and they call themselves introverts. So because of that, they think they can't belong to a team, uh, uh, in a team dynamic. But that's not true. Uh, you know, we've had all the acronyms, TEM, you know, mm -hmm. together everyone achieves money. It's so true, mm -hmm. okay? Uh, you can't survive all by yourself. But in our line of business, building teams is the lifeblood of our business. So you're going to have to learn how to do it. One of the best things I advise people all the time is to learn how to not only encourage people, but how to compliment people, how to learn how to speak right words to people. I call it speaking life into people. Yeah, and this is probably one of the reasons why I find so many people wanting to be my friends, because I know how to speak life into mm -hmm. people. No one rises to low expectations, all right? So uh, being a part of a team is learning the dynamics of what it takes to either be a team player or a team leader, okay? There are various things that are required for that, which we don't have a lot of time to go into, but I believe that uh, without teams, we cannot do any. You can't do what mm -hmm. you're doing right now without the mm -hmm. right team, Chris. You mm -hmm. have an amazing team around mm -hmm. you, as you know. And this is what's making Fit Team becoming a historic company, creating history as we speak, unfolding before our very eyes. Let's talk about consistency because we know consistency is so important. Yeah. 
Well, I think the first thing that really needs to happen, Chris, is the desire mm -hmm. must be there mm -hmm. uh, for wanting to do whatever it is that you're doing, for wanting to win. If you make up your mind to win, there are some disciplines that are required for you to win. Or like every top athlete will tell you, or, or every highly trained soldier will tell you, anything that requires s true success, there are some disciplines that are required to make it happen, okay? And in our business, <clears throat> it is no different, mm -hmm. okay? Uh, you're gonna need, how many time, how, how, how much we got, okay. All right, well, we're, we're, we're not doing too badly, <laughs> I think, okay. So, consistency, I, I think before you commit to wanting to do what it takes to be consistent, you need to kind of go back a bit. You have to firstly identify precisely what it is that you want. Two, you have to develop what I call burning desire, mm -hmm. okay? Red heart, mm -hmm. burning desire. So this is where you can't sleep at night. Your palms are sweaty, your mouth's dry, tossing and turning in your bed because you want it so bad. Mm -hmm. When you get into that sort of mood of wanting something so bad, you believe in the process that you are worth it and that you are deserving of that thing or that success that you're looking for, then the next thing that will be required from you will be the things you need to practice daily or regularly to achieve those things that you have declared that you want. Mm -hmm. So when somebody teaches you to be consistent, then it's no longer a strange story. Because at this point, you recognize and understand why you need to be consistent because of the things you have declared to the universe mm -hmm. that you want. Without consistency, you cannot see it become a reality, okay? You have to press in. You have to press in. And these are some of the things I want to share with people this weekend. You, you have to keep pressing in. Somebody once told me that an idea or a thought that you hold in your mind for five years will become a reality. If you hold it in long enough within a five-year period and you do not give up, mm -hmm. that it will become a reality. You know, I truly love that and I've been practicing that myself and it's absolutely true. So consistency is a fundamental that is required for you to go achieve the kind of success you're after. Absolutely, and you touched on desire and discipline, two uh, very important things. What about focus? It's easy, It's so easy, it seems like, for some people to get distracted. Okay. <laughs> uh, absolutely. But yet again, these things take skill mm -hmm. and practice. You see, and when you start a business like ours, for example, um, these are things that are taught because mm -hmm. not a lot of people mm -hmm. uh, had the benefit of personal development. That's the, that's, mm -hmm. that's, that's the beauty about this whole thing. So when they come on board here, they're exposed to high-profile, mm -hmm. life-transforming trainings, trainings to change their, their minds, change their worlds. And part of that training is being taught the principle of focus, holding on to something without relenting. And usually when you develop focus on anything, 
things will always come to try and knock you off course. Mm -hmm. Because the enemy doesn't want you to focus on anything. Because if you put your powers of focus on anything, you'll accomplish it. So what we tend to do and what we need to help our people with, with more than anything else is teaching them how to focus. Because whatever you give your attention to, you make happen. Mm -hmm. All right? So, I mean, we can teach that. But today, Chris, just to add one more thing, I was doing a training somewhere last week uh, to some government officials. And I mentioned that for anybody to say, I don't know today, is an insult. Mm -hmm. Because we're living in the age of information and knowledge, as you know, the age of knowledge explosion. Nobody can truthfully say, I do not know, because this contraption or this device in my hands can give me access to over 60,000 libraries and research institutions right now. If I key in anything I want to know about it, it will give me the answer right now. So mm -hmm. the issue right now is not knowledge mm -hmm. per se. The issue is implementation of the knowledge. Mm -hmm. And the reason you are successful, Chris, is not because of what you know. It's because of what you're doing. Think about it. Right? You are one of the most disciplined people I know, Chris. You know, you are somebody who doesn't do the talking. You do the walking. You act on it. And even as successful as you are till this day, these habits still drive your world. Mm -hmm. And these are the things we need to teach uh, our, a lot of our people is how to implement the knowledge mm -hmm that they already have. Execution. 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 That's the key. And what I love about being an entrepreneur is for anybody out there, anybody can do it if they have the, you know, if they have the burning desire, the, it takes time. But just talk on how you've seen, and I've seen people from all walks of life um, just create, make their dreams, you know, um, reality, create just a, a life beyond their imagination. One of the things you know and I know, people want a more beautiful life, all right? And what I want to say to people is that you can have that life, but along the way, you are going to experience some failures. Mm -hmm. When I say failure, I mean a true failure is somebody who refuses to get back up. That's what a true failure is. But what, what I mean by failure, I mean temporary setbacks. You are going to have temporary setbacks. And one of the things you're going to have to learn if you want to become a high-performing entrepreneur is you must learn how to discipline your disappointments because you are going to be disappointed. But I want you to know that because you have temporary setbacks, you cannot stop and you cannot give up. If you persist and learn how to spar with adversity without embracing it, you are going to win out and come out at the other end. That's one guarantee I want to give to you. And the kind of beautiful world that you dream about, you have the power to create it. It might take you longer than most, or it might be quicker than most. But if you stay in the process, if you stay in the trenches, you will come out on top. That I can guarantee you. With your speaking and with your coaching, helping people there's just something about something special about helping people you talk, you mentioned speaking life into them um, giving people hope yeah giving people direction yeah talk about the fulfillment that you get from helping people uh, <laughs> wow 
I mean, uh, Chris, I mean, I mean, where do I start? You know, it's like watching your children before your very eyes evolve and become gray. You know, the sort of pride that a parent has, that's the same sort of pride I have when I see people being impacted right before my eyes. You know, sometimes I run just what I call one day's power speaking for senior executives and from people who cannot speak in public in one day before you leave they are presenting they are projecting they are commending the audience it's powerful because this sort of thing that we teach is not something somebody can take away from you once you've ha had it inculcated into you and you've learned the disciplines or the processes it stays with you forever so the kind of work we do cannot be underestimated. Mm -hmm. it's, it's the greatest, I believe, the greatest thing in the world, mm -hmm. what we're involved in doing. And it's a privilege mm -hmm. to be able to, it's taking me to royal policies, as you know, from Middle Eastern policies. It's taking me to presidents and prime ministers, hosting presidents, hosting prime ministers. It's taking me all over the world. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is the gift and the skill that's taking me all over the world. Being mm -hmm. able to have a great interest in people, wanting truly to see people have change in their lives and in their world without you necessarily getting anything back from it. Mm -hmm. Just wanting to see them become better. Mm -hmm. You can't put any price on it. Mm -hmm. So many people look up to you and what you've accomplished and the person that you are and the friend that you are. Talk about how that makes you feel. It's a very humbling experience, firstly. But I guess it also helps that I'm a spiritual man. And I make no apology, it's about my spirituality, as you know, because I think it's the greatest gift anybody can have, being closely related to God and understand the principles that God wants us to practice. And as we practice those principles, we bring life into other people. The feedback I get is truly overwhelming. All right, The love I get back is truly overwhelming. And like I mentioned, it's truly a humbling experience for me. I mean, who am I to be able to command such love from the different parts of the world? I'm just, you know, just a regular guy. But I'm just somebody who has an infectious belief in human beings. So, Chris, it makes me feel truly like a billion dollars. Mm -hmm. well, we appreciate you being here today. Any last words that you want to share with our audience? Well, with our audience, I want to say whatever dream it is you are holding on to, do not let up on that dream. That's number one. Number two, I want to remind you of what the immortal Dr. Martin Luther King said. He said, if you've been called upon to be a street sweeper, doing something as lowly as sweeping the streets, he said, you must sweep streets even as Beethoven played music, even as Shakespeare wrote poetry, and even as Michael Angelo painted. He said, sweep that street so great that all the hosts of heaven will rise up and declare there lives a great street sweeper who did his or her job well. In essence, be the best you possibly can be in what it is that you have chosen to do. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Charles, for being here. Look forward to an exciting weekend with you and spend some time with you and the Fit Team family. Amen to that. Great uh, to uh, speak to everybody.